Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On today's Minute of the Apes, we got to burn time because we got like an hour to do two more episodes. But Hassan would tell us that it's a big, wait, no, I was going to say it's like a big burrito, but isn't that Back to the Future? (laughs) I don't know. Hello and welcome to Minute of the Apes, the daily podcast where we break down every minute of the Planet of the Ape movies, one minute at a time. I'm Todd, it's Richard, it's Sean, it's Ayo. Thursday, let's go. We are at minute 24, Sean, tell us what's going on. Alright, minute 24, we're going to start with Dixon saying to answer what will be simple questions and ends with Dixon saying, what may astonish you? Mm, it's a Dixon bookend. I want to hear that minute. Let's listen to that minute of Escape from the, <laughs> the Apes. <Sorry. laughs> you answers to what will certainly be simple questions and if the questions become less simple be yourself your better self sarah please get ready sir all right it's time oh. what do they think we are gorillas i'm sorry Chairman and members of the commission. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Lewis Dixon and I am the animal psychiatrist who has uh, been in charge of these two apes since they came to the Los Angeles Zoo. My associate, Dr. Stephanie Branton, and I are ready to answer your questions. What may astonish you is... As of minute 24, we have a planet's worth of humans plus two living apes and one dead ape. So in our Dixon bookend minute, <laughs> stop it! I, I'm good at forever when I need Richard to laugh. I'm going to talk about the Dixon bookend. <laughs> I do believe that is in sex manuals out there. I, I'm sure it is. I'm pretty sure it is. All right, so, so uh, Cornelius we, starts off this minute just throwing straight shade at Zira, doesn't he? Just be your better self. Okay. So that immediately made me think, and and I even I'll go so far before my wife's about to walk in here. We had a tiff yesterday. We had one of those moments where ah, we're yelling at each other. And it's always about what you're not to me, but every couple I think in the world has their roles where they fit. Mm-hmm. But apparently his is to remind Zero to be calm and not fly off the handle. Be your better self. Because she's an emotional woman, that's why. It's, that's actually, yeah, that's a good way of phrasing it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. well, everybody's hey, home, so hey, hi, the dogs home. are here too. Doggy. Jake. Shh. So, 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 <laughs> the, the, he he says, "What'll well, certainly be simple questions." And Zira's like, "And if the questions become less simple, and I'm trying to imagine, she's suggesting that what if we have to reveal things about our that we like, origins and who we are and like things we operate like that? On and in what the are we? And well, we kill I mean, humans in the future. We, we get into that a little bit yeah. soon. Yeah. Uh, but it's just it's it's interesting for her to kind of ask what what he wants." her not to go into 
Dr. Dixon and Dr. Branton, can we assume at this point have had conversations about where Zira and Cornelius are from, what they did, where they are? I mean, that's where I would want to think. But honestly, it's it doesn't feel that way. And what the questions become less simple saying, hey, how deep do you want me to talk about where we came from, what we're doing? Do we but, want to tell them what happened to Taylor and Brent whenever we saw them last? And Lewis just says, be yourself, suggesting that he doesn't know all that information. But then that's when Cornelius just jumps in and says, be your better, better self. self. And I'm like, what is she going to – like, what is he – like, there's like multiple layers of what's being suggested. Right. One is that she's saying, do you want me to keep our history basic so they don't understand? Mm-hmm. Lewis is saying, be yourself, as if he's saying – I don't know that information. And then Cornelius is coming back saying, hey, don't fly off the handle like you're apt to. Well, because and think about it this way. I mean, that's not a new attitude to him uh, because whenever we saw them in the uh, – whenever um, – oh, why am I blanking on the gorilla's name from the last movie? Ursus? The, Ursus, yeah. When Ursus was talking to all the apes in that uh, outside pavilion, um, Cornelius was having to tell Zero to chill out there too. Mm-hmm. I, so this is not a new attitude for him to have to her. No, and this is and sadly outside of the the walk and talks too, where we saw the reporters talking to the people. Though this is nothing new, really, that's given in this film. I and I also find the entire staging of this this whole minute a bit boring, just because it's just sitting at a desk, it's just talking, it's just instead of somebody. Oh, if you were doing this on somebody's premiere on Broadway, they might be looking at the curtain to see the audience yeah. that's waiting on them. So you might have – give Stevie something to do. Maybe Stevie's opened the door and looked, oh, my God, it's a full house. Oh, yeah. my God, I hate that reporter. The, She's the, there. The peek outside would have been a great idea. We, we do have the moment where they stand up and we realize they're chained together. Yeah. So we do have yeah. a, we do have a brief moment here where they stand. They're chained together. And now we get the sense that, that this could be a hostile moment for them. True. And I almost wish that had kind of happened just a second or two earlier so that she feels – Maybe, that, maybe. What do we not talk about? What are we? What are we supposed to talk about? And not talk about? Because clearly, why we're isn't not that the first thing we see? Why isn't the first thing we see is the chains the of them together yeah. and and one of they them saying, up, "Do we have to be shackled to one another?" They stand up to greet Doctor Lewis when, or Doctor Dixon when he walks in, and mm-hmm. that's when you get that moment. And that's when she's like, "Well, which? How deep are we supposed to talk about?" Yeah, I mean, what the, do? the way they act, it's almost like they forgot they had the shackles on. That's very true. There are so many deceptions in this where it's hiding information so they can. Reveal it to give us. us an explosive re- yeah. revelation at some point. But the the people that are that the people that know the information are, are also acting like they don't know the information. But like, d- yeah, well, so uh, you know, kind of looking at it just in terms of the script, the moment where he says, "You be your better self, Zero, please." And they stand and have the chain moment. She comes back and says, "What do they think we are, gorillas?" And it comes back to that kind of thing. Like uh, she's now becoming who she says not. To be, to be, yeah. she's not being her better self. Yeah, she's not being her better right. self because she's flying. She, and I, I just there, she's a very, very, very intelligent chimpanzee psychiatrist. And there are moments where she falls back on uh, this kind of uh, uh, what am I trying to say? It's she, like a specious attitude. She falls back on yeah. She falls back on these specious moments that just seem unbecoming of somebody who should be somewhat elevated. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, just because you're a doctor doesn't mean you can't be a racist. Or, you know, it doesn't mean that you also can't have moments of giving in to simple humanity instead of what your, your education baser, provides yeah, you. Your baser needs. But Zira has always been the one that's been a voice of reason throughout. I, mean, I think the three of us have agreed that for us, many times, she has really been the central character that at least gave our perspective on what we're supposed to bring from everything that's occurring. And for her to suddenly lose that, it... It's a betrayal of character. It's a betrayal of the story, and it feels wrong. It really does. The, the, I mean, I mean the, what, are, what do I think we are? Gorillas. We're now in a situation where we know that she's stressed. Um, That's a good point. She is stressed. So we have a gentleman walking in basically saying they're ready for them, right? Mm-hmm. Real quick, before we get to that, yeah. Zira gave Dixon a look at one point that looked like they were just going to make out. She, I, mean, I told I think you she has a, she has a human humans. fetish. Yeah. Oh my God, that is what the Dixon <laughs> the, bookend. The Dixon bookend is <laughs> is her, her Taylor and Dixon. That's the Dixon bookend. But she but she she leans into him when she says, "What do you think we are, gorillas?" And her, her, she has her she has her uh, hands up to him, and she's almost like she's about to go in and get a hug. Yeah, it really does look like she's about to go into a hug. And then the gentleman calls to get them to come in. Um, he's in a suit with some type of badge or something on, and they are kind of ushered out with uh, Cornelius and Zira leading. With Doctor Dixon kind of slightly behind them, and then Doctor Branton getting up from the desk and walking behind them as well. I thought it was interesting that he kind of pushes them out the door first, mm-hmm. as opposed to taking the lead. What's really interesting about this kind of auditorium assembly room that they have? They have a desk at the front that's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight uh, people personnel sitting at them. There are various military leaders. There's a clergyman. There are some people in suits. They do not have the traditional desk. That you would imagine seating at. They just have two simple little chairs in the front. Right. And a, an auditorium behind them of what we assume are attendees and people. That's true. When you have a Senate committee of some sort, usually the person sitting behind a desk uh-huh. with a microphone. With a table. And also, at the same time, I remember the, the Godfather Part 2. Michael testifies at a Senate committee. So they yeah. would have known that. Would, it wouldn't have I'm just And they would have also had, I'm pointing at a screen that nobody sees, but they would have had press sitting right up here taking pictures. In true. Front of the de- because... At this point, basically, everybody is just going to see the back of two chimps' heads. Yeah. Right. And there's only two chairs, which means we assume that we uh, you see two chairs. So this means Dixon and Branton are going to sit down, and the apes are just going to stand there awkwardly? Does this mean the two apes are going to sit down, and Dixon and Branton are going to be active participants in what's going on? I mean, it's, it's, it's just the two chairs is a little, a little deceptive. Now, we know, we know what happens. Do they do this moment where they go and actually sit down? I, I just want to at least point out that of all the times that Sean has called for monkeys flinging poo, <laughs> this, this is time. the moment that I actually would have loved to have seen it the most, where they just crap and start flinging the poo. So Zuri and Cornelius actually seat, sit down, and uh-huh. they actually hold hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Dixon then begins to talk, and, and uh, Dr. Branton and Stevie is on kind of the other side of Cornelius. Uh, they're both kind of flanked as if they're about to talk. And that's what we, we end with. We bookend. With Doctor Dixon giving you. kind of, kind of again reiterating stuff that we already know to an audience. There's I, a lo- lot of repetitive moments. I want to thank you because I don't know that I've ever felt a friendship deeper and more binding. The moment that you actually referenced my bookend joke, so thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, it, it. We've said it in so many minutes where things just set things up for subsequent minutes. 
I, I don't want to destroy this film, and I know that we're kind of nitpicking this middle section right here of the early minutes where it, it feels a little odd the way they put together, how there's a lot of reiteration of, of information that we should already have. Because I do think this, even with this, is far superior to the previous film. Well, we, oh, would, yeah. we would have expected Dr. Dixon to actually get up and, and say make these things, yes. make yeah. these statements. But when you, again, when you, when, you, when you juxtapose that with the president having to explain everything a few minutes earlier and right. everything else, it then becomes repetitive. It's not that this right. moment is necessarily repetitive. It's not just that this moment is unnecessary. It's just when you stack it back to back with multiple scenes where they're having to re-explain what's going on. Right. It's a little overwhelming. But oddly, though, even with it just being a repetitive nature of the same information, this film still has a propulsion where you're kind of you want to see where it's going. You're you're following it. It's it isn't that. I know this. Why are you telling me this again? You, you're following it. You're now, you're now moving it down. We now actually have a situation where our two aponauts can finally are, give new information. Or something. Are are now about to sit in front of uh, a commission, and we're about to hear the things that we maybe already know or don't know about them to the public. I mean, this is a big re- this is a big setup for a big reveal to the American audience, is to the this public, the to the world with, audience. Is this the moment when the audience looks and, and does go, oh my God, this is a mirror of Taylor speaking in the first film. We know it's coming. We, You knew in the first film that Taylor Take was it. eventually going to speak to them and it would probably be, <gasps> because they were talking about, they had talked numerous times about how humans were stupid and whatnot. Is this the moment when this audience is saying it's delicious to your, them because your you're about to give me a little bit of that? Right. There, there was one note that I mentioned. I think I can't remember if I mentioned it at the, in the uh, when we were setting up for this episode. So, uh, or they say. Um, uh, actually, no. We're talking about Doctor Dixon, Doctor Branton. I say they say Lewis and Stevie. So he says, "My name is Lewis Dixon." He doesn't say doctor. He says, "My yeah. name is Lewis Dixon," and I'm the animal psychiatrist who's been in charge of these two apes since they arrived, since they came to the Los Angeles Zoo. The the line is my assistant doctor Stephanie Branson was changed to associate. Oh, so he said she got talk, called doctor. He says my, but he says my associate doctor Stephanie Branton in the dialogue. Mm-hmm. It was script, assistant in the, the script. And, and okay. Dane had assistant, and I don't know if that was a conscious choice. But as as actors talk, they sometimes will modify words right. here and there. So I have no idea if he it was intentionally changed to associate as opposed to assistant, or if he just kind of. Rolled over that word and just said associate. Well, she's also married to the powers that be. So, so she I'm sure she, she was like, role. excuse me, I'm a doctor. I'm, no, I'm nobody's assistant. I, I'm, I'm an associate. I'm not yeah, just I'm an associate. assistant. Yeah. I'm an assistant doctor. I don't work for you. But they, yeah, they, they did you. change that piece of dialogue. I, I, actors are going to be keen to that. And I think that when we saw Cornelius playing with the pins and whatnot like that, that's those are actors saying those things to the to the director and pointing it out. Yeah, and and that's where film is incredibly collaborative. A writer's going to write it, the director's going to say what they want to see here, the themes I'm trying, but the actor's still going to come in and say, "This is what my character would be doing," and that's what you want from these these moments. Unfortunately, in the previous film, we didn't have enough of that, so we've got a ton of it working here. We've got them all together. We're teasing the fact that the world is truly about to know these aren't just apes. apes These aren't just apes with really good hair. And These aren't just apes with really good clothes, well manufactured, uh, ma- uh, uh, manufactured, uh, tailored, uh, maintained, oh, maintained nails. They can they, talk. Can they sing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's yeah. at least teasing the last minute for this week. Do you guys have anything else? No, that's it for no, me. No, that's all I got. Okay, so I will Checking say... my nail beds. I know. I you know what? I think I'm looking good. Both of you need to actually go get a manicure. And when you do, could you get that shiny... I think it's number 83 brown is what they call it. Oh, so and So nails. you have the shiny nails and that we can look just like them when we, we podcast? Okay. <laughs> Let's go after this. All right. 
So do me a favor. Everybody go out there. Let your friends know about us. Go on Twitter. You can find us at Minute of the Apes. You can find us on MinuteOfTheApes.com. You can interact with us there on every social media platform that you might like. But what we really enjoy is you getting out there interacting with us, letting your friends know so that they can find us too. Because every person that comes to us, help us helps us to continue doing this as we go through all the rest of the Planet of the Apes films. That's it for Thursday. I have done my spiel making you go do things. Until <laughs> go do things. tomorrow, Rich and Sean, while they look at their phones, y'all have a great day. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, bye. Hey, that's my line. Bye, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.